this is the Angry GM, and what you're listening now is the supplemental question and answer portion of the proofread aloud of Better Narration Through Visualization, a lifestyle guide, which I just finished reading aloud for my audience in Discord. Now I'm going to take the audience's questions and read their comments. And I'm going to start with a, uh, a question from Direware Teddy. Does the box text is bad situation change if you're the one writing the box text? No, don't read box text out loud. The, the, the time that passes between you writing this stuff and you actually delivering it is not long enough for you to hold the shit in your brain. Okay, so again, if you're going to read your own box text at the table, then stop, read the box text to yourself in your brain, then read it aloud to your players when you're actually at the table. Like, I mean, at the table, read it quietly to yourself before you read it out loud. Uh, Kaldrev, I've heard that scene description should contain three of the five senses. What do you think of that idea? I think that's a perfectly fine idea. Okay, but it's also a crutch idea. Okay, what I mean is that Doing anything more than just the visual sense is usually a good idea. And the best way to get people to go along with an idea is instead of giving them some vague suggestion like, try to engage all the senses, you are much better off giving them a hard and fast rule like, engage three of the five senses every time. Okay, if it comes naturally to you to engage multiple senses most of the time, you do not need to hold yourself to a hard and fast rule like always engage three of the five senses. Sometimes you can engage two, sometimes you only have to engage one, and it's still a perfectly vibrant and, um, you know, in, in, engaging scene. Um, but that rule is good if you're not good at it at all. Jin Beifang. Beifang? Bai, Jin, Jin Beifang, I think. Uh, and I apologize if I have mispronounced that, asks, any lyric-free music you'd recommend? All right, I am a huge fan of orchestrations of video game music, and there's actually good reason for that. Video game music is specifically designed, when it's done well, it is specifically designed to both sink into the background and maintain your engagement and energy level. So I love it. I love. Uh, I listen a lot to uh, a YouTuber. Her name is Rebecca E. Tripp. She is an absolutely fantastic musician uh, who does orchestrations of video game music. Um, the Noble Demon um, is another good example of it. The folks at Video Game Live do really good ones. Um, uh, Ta Taylor Davis. I always, yeah, I, I know some people are going to, I can't remember the other one. Taylor Davis does absolutely beautiful um, violin music, uh, vi and sometimes violin and piano. She sometimes does duets, so she's great. Um, I can't listen to chip tunes anymore, but I know some people can. I actually cannot listen to anything from the original, or very few things from, you know, original video games, even more modern stuff, if it's not orchestrated, I can't stand it. But whatever speaks to you is good, or sings to you, I guess, literally. Okay. Kaldrev, can you give a few examples of prompts for exercise number two? Sure. All right. 
actually, you know what? I'm not going to try and be clever. I am going to try and bullshit my way through this. I was going to try and be clever and just grab a table of random adventure sites from a book that I had close at hand. But the books that I have close at hand are failing me right now, and I don't want to waste too much time from this. So, let's see. The marketplace in a cosmopolitan city. An old cemetery on the outskirts of a tiny village. A crumbling fortress on top of a gray stony hill. The entryway to an ancient crypt where barbarians buried their dead. A cave in which a waterfall plunges from above. Okay, this is the sort of thing I'm talking about here. Just grab some random locations from your game world and describe, and just describe them as much as you can in more and more detail. It doesn't even have to be that complicated. Like, you can just, like a ship, uh, you know, that's it. Just a ship, you're on a ship, go. I mean, that's, the idea behind a writing prompt is actually, it's just a very small, simple thing to get your brain going because people do not actually create super well in, um, in, in with, with uh, whatchamacallit, on a completely blank page, okay? People need something, but even the tiniest little hint of an idea, your imagination is happy to grab it and run, okay? So, like, you see, so you could just say things like a crystal cave, um, an ice dungeon, um, you know, a tower in the sky, whatever, you, you know, a forlorn lighthouse, blah, blah, blah. I, so there you go. There's a whole bunch. Okay. Chrisaor, you Chris Chrisaor. Okay, you mentioned scene construction is getting harder. Is that the same subject as the lifestyle obstacles, or were you hinting at something else? It's mainly the lifestyle obstacles. Our lifestyle is provably not conducive to creativity or imagination. Okay, and there are a couple of reasons for that. Um, but there, no, there are a couple of other factors too. Um, one of them has to do with the fact that as you uh, reach adulthood, you become less creative. This is, this is just a thing. As your brain develops, your creativity becomes worse and worse. Okay. Another thing is, um, let's call it a cultural shift away from magic and wonderment. And I'm just going to leave it there at that rather than getting into a whole bunch of commentary. That is absolutely terrible for imagination. So here, like, if you want to really, like, one activity you could do to improve your imagination that I did not put in this article, because I know I'm going to get some shit from some people over it, is participate in family holiday celebrations and play along. Okay, if there's kids at your your Christmas, your family Christmases, play along with the Santa Claus idea. You don't have to actually try and believe it. Okay, but being able to play along with that stuff actually makes you better at imagining. Okay, going out into nature actually does the same thing, weirdly enough. If you spend some time every day walking in nature, it improves your creativity. Um, this is all like, if you go read um, Terry Pratchett's Hogfather, the book in which the, the evil accountants who rule the universe uh, kill Santa Claus... Um, there, it, the entire thing is about how the importance, how important it is that human beings get trained to believe in magic, 
um, so that they can function in this world. Okay? I, so I highly recommend it. Anyway, but the main reason is just our lifestyles suck for imagination and your senses are constantly being bombarded and that is awful for your creativity. Okay, Artful Dodger, any thoughts on having music or sound effects playing during the actual play session? Yes, don't. Jack the Red Creeper, what do you think about oracles for forcing you to help, forcing you to think more? I found that their objectiveness gives, a much, gives me a much bigger view on the scene object than if I follow my whims. I don't know what oracles are um, or objectiveness. Um, I will say that if you're saying the word objectiveness, then you're already moving really away from imagination. Okay? You should be following your whims because your imagination, you want your whims to be good ones. You want to train your imagination to have good whims. If you have something else that you trust more than your imagination's whims, then you are not learning how to trust your imagination and just let it go. Okay? So no. Whatever these tools are, uh, it sounds like you don't want to use them. And I know you're typing to clarify, so I'll look back at the clarification. Um, or, and meanwhile, I'll take any more questions that get asked. Okay. What are the issues with playing instrumental music during the session? It's distracting. Okay. It, it's number one. Okay. Number one, it's distracting. It's actually not good. It's distracting. Okay. This is, again, this whole sensory bombardment thing. People do cannot multitask. It's not as, you know, it's not a thing the human brain can do, but people believe they can do it. In actual fact, what is happening is a thing called focus switching, okay, where your brain bounces back and forth between two different things vying for its attention. And in the time that it's trying to, to switch, switch attention from one thing to another, there is a lag time. So your brain is actually losing processing cycles every time you switch back and forth, okay? Instrumental music, like, I only recommend having music going in the background if silence is more distracting to you. But your tabletop game session is not silent, okay? The most important thing to pay attention to is the fact that there are people speaking back and forth. Um, so... You know, don't, you don't want to do that. The other thing, I don't care how talented the GM claims they are with fiddling the music, okay? There's one or two things that happens. Either the GM puts on a single playlist and then it, it, it goes through the whole session and sometimes the music syncs up and sometimes it doesn't whatever. Or the GM has specific sound cues for specific scenes and events, in which case at certain times the GM has to stop to fiddle the music. Okay, it doesn't matter if that just takes a couple of seconds. It's still a break in the pacing. It's awful. So no, don't do music. Go without it. You don't need it. Okay, Jack the Red Creeper. They're magic eight balls for solo play to determine how a plot progresses. Is this path to the city dangerous? No. Okay, first of all, there's no such thing as solo play. Not for tabletop role-playing games. It just cannot be done. Um, second of all, no. You are a GM. You write your plot. You create your world. Okay? Don't do it at random. Okay? This, that's it. Um, I'm just going to stop there because I would get into a rant otherwise. But that's it. No. 
You learn how to use your imagination. You learn how to write good stories. You do that. You be the artist. Okay, hate lift. Does describing emotional content or other related abstraction in scene setting ruin anything? Absolutely not. Okay, there was an old adage way back, and this was something that uh, Dungeon Magazine actually put out in its guidelines where it was like, don't tell the players how their characters should feel about something. Okay, but in reality, uh, that's advice they don't give anymore, and it's perfectly fine um, to say that, you, you know, the, the silence in this tomb is dreadful, or you can feel the oppressive weight of the years pressing down on you. Um, you know, as you explore, okay? It's totally fine to use emotional content or mood words to set the tone. It does not ruin anything, okay? In fact, it enhances things. Just do it, okay? If a player wants to sit there and go, well, my player wouldn't be scared. It's like, well, then your player's an idiot um, or your character's an idiot. That's fine. So you're not scared. Everybody take note. His character is not scared. Everybody else feels terrible fear. The other character is a foolhardy moron who will probably be the first to die. In fact, roll a saving throw. Don't actually do that. I'm just being snarky now. Okay. Uh, I see Nori is typing. And uh, based on the time, this is probably going to be the last question. I find physically drawing what I'm trying to visualize on paper helps me when I go to describe a character or a scene so I have a cue that I can look at. Is there value into such a method? If you are the one doing the physical drawing and you are, you know, you are using that to generate verbal description, that's fine. Um, but... If you hold up the picture and say, this is what you see, that's actually terrible for everybody's visualization. I had this uh, discussion with a player not too long ago because I was, uh, I, I make my players describe their characters. And he said, well, I just, I went to an art site and I had the, the, the art, you know, I had my character arted. And like, so I just want to share this picture. I said, no, nope, absolutely not. Two things happen when all you do is share a picture. One, you don't internalize that visually. And secondly, no one else at the table does either. We all glance at the picture and say, oh, that's a very nice picture. And then promptly forget what we just saw. Okay. But if, if drawing helps you visualize and then helps you describe and you have sufficient skills of an artist, then by all means do that. Okay. And like all things, if you find a technique that works for you, um, I will always encourage you, if you're doing something that is the opposite of what I say, um, and you don't think there's any problems, stick with it. But if you're reading what I say and say, huh, that sounds interesting, or gee, that sounds like it could lead to a better game, then try what I'm saying. And then if it doesn't work for you, then go back to what you were doing. Okay? So, you know, trust yourself to have a good method but also trust the fact that there might be better methods out there. That said, in your case, you are an artist, you, you can draw, you probably have excellent visualization skills anyway, because that's sort of necessary to actually art, um, which means you probably don't need much help with visualization anyway, and more, more of the issue is turning that into verbal description. In which case, by the way, the whole say what you saw 
uh, practice method, if you find that you do struggle to turn your pictures into words, get other people's pictures and practice turning them into words, and that might help you out too. Anyway, uh, that's the end of this supplemental Q&A, um, and likely none of you will hear from me again uh, for another week, uh, as I will be departing for New York soon and will not be back until the 31st. And in the meantime, while I will probably stealth post an article um, and a proof read aloud, uh, actually I won't probably, it'll post on the 31st. Uh, but in the meanwhile, nobody burned down my Discord or my website and I'll see you all in a week. Thanks for hanging out and asking questions and goodbye.